0: Radio 1 91FM podcast. Museum. Right now I am joined by Dr Claire Concannon, the Otago Museum Science Outreach Coordinator. Uh, we're talking about science journeys, our clinging, uh, changing climate. Morena to you. Morena, Jamie. How are we today? Yeah, good, thanks. Marvellous, marvellous. Right, we live in a world of uh, multimedia, information coming from all angles, uh, information uh, that's... know doesn't equal truth and uh, too much can equal burnout these are some of the biggest challenges when facing the tackling of climate change Uh, and I guess um, one thing you want to do with this project is put out the right information and, and some good information
1: yeah yeah so the science journeys are changing climate project the idea behind it is to really get young people on board and mm-hmm. get them to express what's important to them about climate change. Yeah. So we're definitely going to make sure that everything we get across is factual and scientifically backed up yeah. because as you say there's a lot of information oh. out there and maybe some of it isn't so you know, scientifically backed up but the key idea behind the project is that the the team that will recruit, the team that will get on board are going to be the main drivers of the idea. Like, what do they want people to know about climate change? Uh-huh. Um, wh- how, what do they feel is the most important thing? So get a group together and help them to design an exhibit that goes into the museum. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty exciting project. I'm really excited to, like, get stuck in and start working and hear from Teenagers, I like, hear from the youth of today who are, who you see taking this really active role. You know, really stepping up and saying mm-hmm. this isn't good enough. We need to do something. Yeah, I want to hear from them what they want to say and help them to to say it.
0: Yes, of course, we've seen the uh, climate strikes.
1: Yeah, coming up twenty seventh yeah. of September is the yeah. next one. I think, Another yeah. one,
0: and we've seen a couple already, and happening all around the world. Um, so they know what's going on. Yep. Um, you know these kids, and and, and they're anxious. You know they're, they're they're um and i guess one of the things more more anxious about is seeing their um the adults around them yeah
1: <laughs> this kind of you know, apathy kind like continuing business mm. as usual as the house is on fire which is the the analogy the very true yeah. analogy i think yeah
0: um so i mean and of course they'll be looking at it in a different light and they'll be thinking about it in different ways that we aren't necessarily thinking they'll be worried about things uh, th- different things that we might not be worried about. As exactly,
1: well. exactly and that's why I think it's really important to get their perspective, you know yeah. they are going to be it's a cliche but they are the future leaders, they're yeah. the people who are going to be implementing the policy and dealing with this mess yeah. in a couple of years and so I think it's just really important right now to give a space where they can express exactly how they think and what the key messages for them are.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, um, how do? So, what are you going to be doing? How? What if you have an influx of like a thousand people that want to do this with you?
1: Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> We'd figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> so, at the moment, we're just kind of putting the call out. Um, so we're looking for any young people around Dunedin who are interested in climate change and who would like to work with us to put an exhibit together, and so they can contact me on my email. So claire.concannon at otago museum nz but we'll share that around i'm sure so that we can get it out there um and yeah they can just let me know like if they're interested i want to hear from them and we'll get them on board Mm -hmm. the idea is that we're going to bring them into the museum and we'll do different workshops so they'll see the space that they're going to put the exhibit in and then we'll work through the process of like design you know kind of coming up with a story what are the key topics that we want to tell in the exhibit how we want to tell them whether that's through images or video or objects or different things like that yeah yeah Uh,
0: is there also going to be an educational role from you to the teenagers
1: well, yeah, I suppose I see myself more there as kind of the the coordinator. So we have a really close relationship in the Otago Museum with a lot of different climate change scientists. And so I would see my role as a facilitator. So if some of the group are interested in a particular aspect of climate change, that I'd be able to introduce them to somebody who could talk in further detail about oh. that. Mm. So we've had a really... Um, su- successful travelling exhibit about climate change called Far From Frozen and so there's a lot of information in there and a lot of different scientists in the University of Otago and across New Zealand contributed to that and so it's great to be able to call on them, the, these people that who are actually there doing the research.
0: Mm-hmm. Great because I mean of course we all know that CO2 is going up, oh, sorry we don't all know <laughs> <laughs> we all know CO2 is going up, we all know we have cows that fart um, mm. you know but we don't you know the science behind it is quite complicated
1: well it is it is and i think that's one of the major challenges you know when you look back like my background would have initially been science and then i've moved into science communication and and done so at a time where this this trying to communicate the complexity of climate change and the urgency of climate change while at the same time trying not to overwhelm everybody just seems to be mm. a major difficulty. Yes. And so so part of this project as well will be, I suppose the bit that I'll be contributing is more about how we can communicate, you know, how we can break down these complex ideas about climate change into simple messages that then we communicate.
0: Yeah, because you do have a hard job because there's a lot of misinformation out there.
1: There is, yeah. There's a huge amount of misinformation and there's a huge amount of information that can be taken and kind of skewed slightly. So one of the things that um, is actually tied in with this project that I'm really excited about is I'm going to be on a a scientific expedition on this massive ship called the Droides Resolution Mm -hmm. and I'll be there as their science communicator and they are looking at paleo climate and this is one of the things when I go out with the the far from frozen traveling exhibit that we have and I have conversations with people at, you know, community events or A and P shows and they say, Well, the climate has always been changing. Yeah. This is just natural warming. And and when we're when I'm going on this ship, these scientists are investigating You know millions of years back in time what the climate was like and yes they can see the changes in temperature and they can see that there's changes in gases but not like we have today so it's just very clear when you look at the evidence that the carbon dioxide increases that we've seen over the last few years are just they're they're human
0: yeah there hasn't been an industrial revolution before no this is the first time yeah 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 exactly there's exactly. been
1: other things there's been you know volcanic Volcano, eruptions yeah. and there's been changes in oceanic climates and mm. there's been other major um things that have impacted on earth's climate, and even you know this there's like milankovitch cycles which is how close the earth comes to the sun at different time periods and of course that will influence the temperature over a long-term scale as well but all of these things taken into account it still doesn't (laughs) match up you know when you look at that graph and you see the amount of carbon dioxide that's gone into the atmosphere it's us it's definitely
0: us it's without a doubt us um yeah so you're going on the the ship the that, uh, re- resolution that's been out there doing work for for a long time now
1: yeah i think like yeah. uh,
0: 37 uh, years or so
1: yeah it's um it's just seems to be the most incredible piece of scientific equipment this boat um although I was supposed to go on this trip last year and then I couldn't go because the propellers broke. (laughs) Okay, yeah. But probably, probably good for them to, you know, replace the propellers before we go off because the boat is going to go into the middle of the South Pacific. Like, pretty much. very close to to point nemo which is this point in the middle of the ocean where you are the furthest away from yeah, 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 yeah from yeah. any other kind of um I don't know, inhabitant. Maybe close to somebody else on a boat, but an actual village or house. You're the furthest away you can be on planet Earth.
0: And without a propeller. Is it an old Cook Strait theory or something? <laughs>
1: well, it's a little bit more complex than that. So it's actually this... It's So it's part of the International Ocean Discovery Program. So there's loads of different countries have kind of collaborated together to 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 work on this IODP, International Ocean Discovery Program. And the idea. To go and find out more about the oceans, uh, how they do that is that they drill sediment cores. Mm-hmm. Now, when when people say drilling into the bottom of the sea, sometimes people get a little bit concerned. Um, but these are small cores. Yeah. Um, I don't know how big that is in diameter. Well, people
0: can't see it on the radio. I know. Anyway. I'm holding it up.
1: I'm trying to <laughs> estimate. How to, I'm terrible with distances. I need oh, a ruler. Oh, oh you want
0: know I me? Mean? No, I can It's do like
1: it. a coffee cup lid yeah, size. Yeah, yeah, good. Good. Um, and so, what they do with the ship is they drill. They've got this big drill rig on the deck and this drills down and takes out a sediment core and then there's just this amazing setup of labs like magnetic lab and a microbiology lab and loads of chemistry labs on board Mm -hmm. so they take up this core and straight away they're trying to unlock the secrets of what you have in here because Across the millions of years what has happened is things have settled to the bottom yeah. and so you're collecting a record of what's been going on in the oceans across millions and millions of
0: years. And even some of those points in the oceans weren't always underwater as well. So you're probably collecting things like gas in some areas.
1: Exactly, yeah, exactly. So for the boat goes out for different expeditions. Yeah. So um for each expedition, there was some around New Zealand mm-hmm. that were like looking at underwater volcanoes, and they were looking at the Hikorani Trench. Yep. Um, but the expedition that I am on is really focused on that paleoclimate question. Yep. And the idea there is that if we can learn more about what Earth's climate was like in the past with different levels of carbon dioxide and different gases in the atmosphere, then we have good numbers that we can put into models and try and figure out what will happen in the future uh, uh. as we continue to warm the climate. Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> I mean, and it's, I mean, that's, that in itself is so complicated because how do you know what kind of um, species you have producing what kind of gases themselves and um, what was the plant life like at the time, so how much oxygen are they emitting after sucking in carbon? You've got so many massive questions even with that.
1: Yeah, it's, I didn't really know a lot about seabed core sediments before I applied to be the onboard (laughs) outreach officer. (laughs) Um, But since accepting the role, I have learned a lot and it is incredible the amount of information that they can get from this yeah. like coffee cup diameter tube of sediments it's just amazing
0: and they're going very deep some of the deepest drill holes ever ever because yeah. I'm sure the deepest of all time is only like seven miles
1: yeah no it's and, you're uh, and going I like think like it,
0: six six of my six miles underground
1: yeah yeah it's crazy the drill that they have and I think at one stage they were trying to drill through the mantle that was a, that expedition was a couple of years ago. I
0: oh, you got a thin piece of crust and drill yeah. through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow that's crazy in itself bet that scares me a little bit actually it's drilling through the mantle yeah. who knows what's going to come up it could be some kind of creature living under there that's going to take over the world i don't know <laughs> uh, all right so once again anyway we digress um so science journeys our changing climate once again how can people get involved in the project tell your kids there'll be teenagers listening now um uh, because they're on their way to school and they listen to the radio on their way to school sure they do uh <laughs> but i'm sure are you looking just for school students you're looking like for first year students at university as well 18 year old 19 year olds from uni
1: yeah yeah if there's first year students that are interested they can definitely they should hit me up yeah. if they're keen get, get in touch um, so the best way is oh sorry um <laughs> the, <laughs> you <cut her> off. <laughs> the best way is um yeah like i said get in contact with me by email yeah. um you can find the details on the otago museum facebook page we have a poster up there mm-hmm. um and my email address is on it claire.concannon at otago museum dot nz um and the other thing is, so just to give a little bit more background around the project. Um, so it will start towards the end of October. We'll have our first workshop where yep. we'll kind of show you the exhibit space and talk a bit more about what the project involves. But we are aiming to have the exhibit ready for next July. So July, 2020, during the International <laughs> Science Festival. Um, so the project will basically run from October through to july although we'll take a break bit of a break across the summer break of course
0: of course
1: i've realized nothing happens during the summer break (laughs) so it's time to kick back (laughs)
0: exactly exactly a whole roll on summer
1: yeah all
0: right well thank you so much for coming in this morning it's been a pleasure having you here
1: oh thank you so much for having me have
0: yourself a wonderful day and hopefully you get inundated uh with little teenagers fingers crossed freaking you out yeah yeah get in touch they know what's going on I tell you, yeah, that's we can learn a thing or two from them. All right, thank you very much. That was a Radio one 91FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.